Hey, Matt. What's up? Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited, man. We're going to Michael Gunger, <laughs> but also, I guess I should ask him again, but does he go by Vishnu now? Remember, he changed I, I, his name, I but I don't know. Lately. I haven't heard Vishnu lately, but it's, it's lingering. <laughs> it's out there, so I don't totally know. Well, he'll be in here a few minutes. What's on our list of things to cover before that? Before he gets here, I got a few things I want to say. And right off the top, you know, we brought it back last week. We're doing it every week. If you haven't joined the BC Club, uh, not only do you get two bonus episodes each week, which we're going to start making one maybe a little bit more like edutainment. Not that we would be teaching, but maybe we'll have a guest (laughs) on or a friend on that knows a little something and tell us about Whatever, you know, it might be a little bit more uh, edutainment stuff. But anyway, you get those two episodes, and you get your name read here on the podcast, and I'm going to do it right now. And it's cool because I I guess these people, too, everybody's sending in their nicknames now. So I'm really excited about it. (laughs) Because they send in the nicknames. Like, you don't make them up. No, I don't. I I would never. Like that. Because that'd be, you know. Right. I would never make them up. That would be. That this is I what just think, they send in. That goes against everything I've ever known about hosting a podcast. So. <laughs> All right. First BC clubber is Michael Tostenson. And you know what his nickname is? No, I don't. Cheeseball. <laughs> All right. Kalen Chewbacca Hancock. <laughs> All right. We got Josh Doofy Brooks. Doofy. <laughs> Wasn't there somebody Doofy last week? No. No. I don't think so. Ma- well, maybe, maybe it was Goofy. Might have been. I don't know. Marissa Porkchop Acosta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Anna Stringbean Cavelli. Is it Cavelli? I've known Anna for a long time and I always have never been exactly sure how to say her last name. Cav- Cavalli. Cavalli. Cav- sorry, Anna. Uh, sorry, Stringbean. She may be uh, a, a repeat join or rejoin, or we're just naming people that have. If I mean, if, if she hasn't been named before in the gap of time that people yeah. have joined, that we stopped saying names, that's a long time to wait. But I really do appreciate it. TheBCClub.com to join. Uh, go join right now. Uh, the labeled universe is expanding. Uh, they're adding there, and they. this they you you and them. This is kind of your thing, right? Well, uh, they is just you know it's a pronoun. Am I being paid to read this? Because if not, if I'm not, I think no. you should read this. Yeah, I think I should read it. Because we I know I, are adding an additional feed called Labeled Deep Dives. I am reading that copy right there. But yeah, we're, there's a new. It's replicating. The universe is expanding. Basically, yep. Labeled is an audio podcast that is now becoming a visual uh, world. So the shows are video now, but more specifically, there is a new series that's Deep Dives, and this first series is um, Undros Voyeurist. Fearless Records had the idea to make it, and then Under Oath, the team came to me and said, "Could I make a series on this album? Because they like if I do like an album breakdown or if I do yep. a song breakdown, that in a deeper level." And I do love the idea of what are people's creative processes. You get that question all the time, like, but you can't answer that question at a Q and A or in an email interview for a magazine or anything like that. So even in a podcast, they say it's long form, but you can't. You know how a podcast comes and goes, so it's like. What if right. you did 10 episodes on one thing that's very interesting? And Under Oath and the way they fight and the way they get along and don't get and along. And the way they love. And the way they love. You know, what they do, you know, is, is always fa- been a fascinating topic yeah. um, is, is what, you know, what how they make their creative decisions and how the different personalities work. So the first part of this is like a almost like a mini documentary that yeah. uh, and then there's 10 episodes about It'll feature the song, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, go to labeluniverse.com. You can watch the trailer and subscribe to that new yeah. podcast and a YouTube channel. So that's new. 
I thought it was cool. I got to hear a little bit of the episode. I know everybody just to tell you, but I thought like just the behind the scenes stuff is really awesome. Like they named it Voyeurist, but the original name of this latest Under Oath album was going to be God Sucks. Yeah. And so I thought that was really cool. They changed it to Voyeurist, what, like with three days left or something. But yeah, right up against the deadline. It was God Sucks or yeah. Jesus Who? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Everybody's going to listen now to see if I'm telling the truth or not. You, uh, am, they know you're telling the truth because it goes the against truth. everything you know about podcasting. I, not. To. I only tell the truth on this podcast. One of the That's other the truths. The secret to authenticity and having yes. listenership is you have to tell the truth. Yes, I do. Now, I, I want to tell you the real truth because guess what's coming up? Valentine's Day. And I got two things from our world for you Valentine's motherfuckers out there that really care about it. I, I hadn't <laughs> celebrated Valentine's in a long time. <laughs> A long time. That one's one. I mean, it's President's Day to me, or something. It's nothing. Uh, maybe, maybe this year I'll I'll mix it up a little bit. But we have uh Valentine song. Valentine. We're writing song custom songs for Valentine's Day. You can go over to emorymusic.com and order your custom Valentine song today. We'll write it about that special loved one. Whatever you want to write about. It, it can be about your dog if you want. Uh, but it can be about your parents, whatever you want to do. But we just do it usually around the holidays, and this Valentine's Day is a good one. Quantity is really limited. We're almost out. So if you want a custom song to give your special SO, that's what I, for the longest time, I didn't know SO was significant other. I just was like, why did everybody write so everywhere? You're, for that significant other, go to emorymusic.com, get your custom song. And we have a very special Valentine's Day box. I put it together myself. Uh, at marriagesupply.com, and you can get 10% off with the code BCPOD. I think that's the code, right? Still, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, but this box is dope. It's fun. It's got a little massage. It's got a little toys. It's got a little game. It's, uh, I mean, it's, this is a tight box. It's the Valentine's Day box. Go to marriagesupply.com. Get it now. You get 10% off. My God. How much? I mean, with inflation, that's like... Uh, 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 if you how factor much it, in inflation, I if you mean, factor in inflation, you're basically getting it for free. And I don't, really I have no idea how inflation works. I don't understand it. I'm very scared of it, but I don't even know what it means or why. Well, let me ask it you feels, this. it feels like everything to me is just made up. Have you been increasing prices day after day? Yeah, I usually I used to go uh, get like four things at Walmart, and it was like seventeen dollars. I mean, and I'm talking about on Cochrane's now it's fifty seven dollars. I'm talking about have you been increasing the prices on the website? No, because day? I care about the 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 little person. Okay, so I care it's about not, the person working inflated. their ass off. That's right. So you're resisting inflation price hikes. Now some for of a while. some of our things can help inflate some of your private parts. Now, yeah, the, that inflation's good. That's that type of inflation. You want you good. want private part inflation, and marriagesupply.com offers that percent discount. We and no money inflation, but you know, penal inflation, vaginal inflation, <laughs> like it, it gets your blood pumping. Those things get a little uh, full, engorged. Engorged is a gross word, but uh, yeah. So yeah, engorged is a good one. Well, Michael is not quite here yet. Still not. So. So what? Uh, what do you want to kill time with? Talk about inflation, the Federal Reserve, that kind of. Are thing? you worried at all about inflation? Like, are you worried that uh, the end is here? This is the Great Reset, and that we are now at a point where there's no turning back, and everything's going to be bad for the rest of this decade, almost no matter what. Are well, you ready to say that? I'm not I ready am. to say I that, am. but I'm ready to look farther <laughs> ahead and say. 
in our lifetime, we're likely to be able to experience some time that is great yeah. in the future that might not be anywhere near the near future. So that's kind of a that's kind of what I'm saying. Like there's got to be some time when you look back at yeah. what might be the, the last two years and that two could extend into ten horrific years. But there's oh, some time God. probably in our lifetime where we'll we'll look back at the long bad time. Yeah. You know? So it's just a matter of how, like, and the lower, the worst stuff that happens in the next few years. I mean, the higher the high is going to be after. So I'm but quite is this, optimistic. Is this like a, oh, no, we're in real trouble, and it's like the Great Depression, and people are starving and living in the streets, and everything's awful? Well, I'll put it this way. I would, I'd be down for, like, a, a decently bad recession if I knew after that it's going to be good. Like, I would take the pain of a correction. Versus but how long how long of the pain are you willing to take? I mean, but it, I don't think you get to look at it that way because the only two choices are take the pain or ride it out till the big pain. Those are the two choices when when you're probably where we are is economically. Like maybe we're at the maybe there's some huge crash that we're just going to ignore until it happens right. or. We can take a correction like we did at some point. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, remember 2008 was bad. Maybe it's worse than that, but still better after that. So you don't really want to go all in and and not ever punt in Madden football, do you? I don't. That's the way I always played. <laughs> I never punted. I, I always that's went all four down. Play. I know. That's what. That's the way we play. We just <laughs> we just kick that can. You say, no matter what, I'm going for it. I would never That's the American way. Game. But I'm just saying a recession is not the end of the world. You know, no, like it's the Bitcoin's down. So what? But maybe you're just saying that because you are privileged and you you have money or something. Like I mean, what are, are, is it really that we are about? Okay, are we headed to something that is really bad, almost no matter what? Well, you don't really get to know, but I'm just saying. No, I'm asking general, your opinion right now. Do you think that we are headed something within the next year or two that is almost inescapable? Uh, something something is inescapable that's probably negative. There's no way to pull view. ourselves out of this and we go, oh, that it didn't happen. Like, cause and I, it, what, it'll be like back, back like it was in the 90s or the 50s, how great it Like, are we going back to that? I don't think so. Well, I mean, everybody was so worried about, like, the housing market crash or the, you know, early after 9-11, there was some rough stuff. I mean, and it seems like it's tough for a minute, but then you pull through. Like, I mean, I got screwed on the housing market crash. My house dropped, like, yeah, forty or $50,000, yeah. like, over a month or two and, and we couldn't yeah. sell our our home for years because it if was that's too, the worst thing that happens out in america's it. future that would be fine is what i'm saying it didn't feel fine then but i'm saying <laughs> it did work itself out right yeah it, it was okay yeah, right but yeah but i mean i mean we're not gonna be the i feel like you're being a little coy or whatever, something like that like you know that's okay. you're not worried about it at all then there's just nothing to i mean i'm worried that's what I'm saying. I'm just looking for like a little correction and America lowering a little bit in the rest of my lifetime compared to my childhood. I can live with that, but I'm hoping for not something disastrous personally, but like a, a giant real disaster is possible. So I'd like to avoid that and I'll take whatever's less than that is the way I look at it. And then maybe better times that are completely un and unanticipatable are ahead, like some new breakthrough in human collaboration and something like you know the future could have some really unexpected upsides that get us out of the you know decline of our empire all i see is like a, that's a, what i'm saying all i see the future is inflation's outrageous 
there's another variant, and everybody's miserable and mad at each other. I'm just it it seems a little depressing. Like I mean, I guess the only thing I would say that good that could happen in the next probably decade is if Jesus came back. It'd be great. That'd be sweet. I mean, he showed up. That would be unexpected, but is it? Welcome. What? Would you, welcome. Okay, let me ask you. Okay, I'm gonna put a list here. Five things. Jesus returns. Mike's in the waiting room, but go ahead and finish. Well, bring him in. I'll ask him. I'll ask him. Okay. All right. Here we go. Connecting to audio. Play by play. As we do this. No dead air. That's something else you got to know. Hey, man. Hello. Michael. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Good. How are you Good doing? Good to see you. Good. Let me uh, switch over my... Oh, man. There we go. Yeah. Got the test, good test, wow. test. That's somebody that knows how to do sound test. out there. <laughs> all right. How's that? That's good. Yep, all good. Okay. Test. All right. Hey. Mike, I was just asking Matt, and we waited for you, because uh, we. I'm just thinking that the next decade could be horrific and it could be terrible inflation and the it like hell on earth and all this bad stuff. Right. So, yeah. and nothing is shocking anymore. So what, if you had to bet the, all of your money on one of these things happening in the next five years, what would you say? Yeah. Okay. Aliens show up. Jesus returns. <laughs> uh, you uh, are on the street having to kill people to eat. <laughs> uh a a uh, something that makes COVID look just stupid. Like everybody just everybody looks back to COVID fondly because it's that bad of a pandemic. Mm. Or it's just the same. <laughs> Everything's just like this. Ooh. If you if you had to bet all your money on it, I think those other four that you said before the last one are all in like very hard to quantify risk levels. Like I mean, they're all very outside things, but. All similar. It's hard to say which one is the least likely. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'll go. I don't think it's most likely that it'll be the same um, of all the options that I could think of. But of those that you listed, I'm going to go with be the same. Because <laughs> you listed pretty outrageous ones. <laughs> yeah, those are all way out there, but uh, all possible, right? I possible. Mean, I don't I, think it's likely that it'll be the same, though. But, okay, narrow down to... Jesus returns, like you hear that trumpet sound. Like, that would oh, be shit. wild. Oh, like because you, you. I mean, you couldn't be that surprised, you know, if aliens are on the table, which they are. Oh, I'd oh, be yeah. more surprised with Jesus than alien. Yeah, yeah. I think they're. I think you're I right. Think so too. I, I believe if, if aliens landed, I'd be like, yeah, I kind of figured. But yeah. if Jesus, if, if you heard Trump and you saw Jesus, every person on earth first thought of me, I, it was real. <laughs> Wait, it was. My, my first thought would be, did I take some drugs right. that I don't forget about? Yeah, it'd be hard to, it'd be hard to not think that it was, you were having a hallucination. Yeah, you would have yeah. to. Or like if you saw Jesus in the sky and heard the trumpet, you're like, no fucking way. Oh, no. no way. Then you still start to think, Alien though, yeah, or right? simulation, right? You yeah. still think that you still yeah, it doesn't think, answer oh, all the questions. That, that's the oh. simulation I'm in. You still might think that before you think this is really going down, right? That that was the guy who was here two thousand years ago and he's back. I mean, like, I mean, what? I'd, I'd really need some more information. But simulation or aliens? How about that one? If Which it was Jesus more, coming like, back, aliens come back and it's one hundred percent confirmed that like, aliens have come here or even invaded or whatever 
or that we're in a simulation. Which of those two is oh, more I believable? I think we're probably in a simulation. Yeah. Is that our religion now, then? If we think that? I mean, it's so... <laughs> to me, it lines up exactly like the Bible in so many ways, to me. I mean, just your... It, it overlays nicely it, for it me. It just feels... I mean, there's a creator that we he thought us up in his head... <laughs> and then, you know, and that, that's just what we are or something. That that makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. Like, even even if it ends up being true that there is a <clears throat> son of God or that, you know, the, the biblical story, it, there's some truth to it and we find that out, it's still very much like a simulation. Like, this is just some idea that God yeah. was like, hey, I'm going to make this and just see. And then it, I mean, it's it's at least a simulation of our brains. For sure. It's like that. what we're seeing is not what is we're seeing this whole processed story written thing that's being that's a program so we're not we're not ever encountering anything but programming i completely agree with that that you know all we have access to is the simulation that we can make for our individual selves yeah. um on our end like at least that so is how far because- how far up does it go is it simulations all the way up and down maybe yeah or is there a conscious agent that is over the simulation that we're in, I guess, is the question there. But, but that are, still fits the God yeah. concept entirely. But then it's also like, who, where, who made them? Right. Yeah. Are they part of a simulation? Uh-huh. I, I felt better, honestly, for a while there. The simulation thing made me feel like, oh, I'm just some computer game. It's a character in the computer game or whatever. But now I, I, it doesn't make any difference. Like I, I know that I couldn't tell the difference between reality or simulation reality. And whatever reality is, it's they're both the same, right? If I was in yeah. a world that just the Big Bang happened and it just, you know, we got here through whatever ways in the universe, that's just as real as if somebody made me in a game. My reality is the same, right? Like, there's no, di- I can't, I'm not like, oh, yeah, it's no. just experience. Yeah. Right. What we have is experience. There's no, we don't, we don't have anything outside of experience to say this is real and this isn't. It's just your experience. Because I just watched the last, uh, the recent Matrix one, and everybody hated it. And I didn't mind it that bad. So I feel kind of dumb because I, I was like, this isn't that bad. There's a few things that are bad about it. But um, I was thinking, if you knew this is a simulation, is it actually better to be able to leave it and go to whatever's real? Like, what what, what would be the benefit as <laughs> me? What would be the benefit right. to leave this? Does that make any sense to y'all? Like, what? what yes. Why yes. would you go? I, I mean, even if it wasn't, uh, all these machine scary dead planet stuff. What if it was just a, a fine planet? It was just cool. What's the benefit there? Why wouldn't I just stay here? I don't really want to. I mean, why would I go somewhere else? Y'all don't. Y'all don't understand. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I, I do. I just, I just think. I, I think that that you're probably just right, right at the cusp of just asking Michael what he feels that the his best guess about consciousness is and. Just flat out, I think that's where we are in the conversation already. So let's just do that. Michael, are you real? <laughs> what do you think consciousness is from your view and what you've gathered? Is what you know? What does, do you think is a transcendable thing through the the mysticism and all or whatever? What take me down that path? Consciousness. This is, I I put this on my instagram last week i i took a gummy last week a, a weed gummy and made some music some weird music and in the middle of making the music i uh, did a little journal entry Let's see if i can find it <laughs> yes yeah, if you could find it yeah the, would and, you uh, want to yeah, go in? so i would you well i mean you might can't i mean 
if you knew there was an out, maybe you couldn't stop yourself. I think that it's more right, of the what is what do you mean by right. you is where that question leads. Okay, here's the picture that I drew. It's a it looks like a it's like a circle. It says the universe eats itself to become itself become self aware. And it was like the image that I was had was hard to describe. Um, the image it's like almost if you imagine can't imagine, but if you could try to imagine infinite just infinity. Just empty endlessness, trying how could it possibly experience itself? And it has to like create some sort of uh, like wrinkle or reflection or um, compression, some sort of like, and I imagine it's almost like it gathers itself. Like if you could imagine it just like sort of all the way up this circle of this infinite being like kind of going uh, trying to put like a ponytail on the top of its head or something with like all the uh, and then pulling it down <laughs> into like the most like it's only itself but like trying to tighten it like gathering as much of it as possible and like constricting it um so that it can see itself that it has to like eat its own self it has to go into its own self eat itself yeah so to- that it can to perceive itself, itself to experience itself yeah, yeah. otherwise so like, it has yeah it has to have movement otherwise there's nothing to see it has um, to so, warp some dimension of itself in order to get it yeah. to get it to n- notice something different than the steady stateness of of it so you could call that god you could call that reality or being or isness or this because um, if you try to imagine like you said the, the word imagine fails there and uh, the the concept of yourself fails at that point, like who you are that's doing being the awareness or whatever. But it's maybe like a you, you know, the word imagine fails because that means like see, which is constrained in here with your five cent. You know, like the, even the concept of imagine is bigger than our eyesight, but it's still just slightly above what we can. You know, it's still we're still very locked into what I can see, but there's got to be a lot more that I than I can see. But I don't have the ability to see it. Yeah. Or even the it, concept beyond imagination. That's just one sensory it, concept. Yeah. And if there's no, if there's no, imagine what and perceive what. Like you have to be a, so there has to be some sort of like fold in on itself where it forgets what it is. It needs to forget that it's the big thing in order to see anything, in order to be like, oh, look at that. Cause it's, you can't directly perceive yourself. <laughs> That's a but maybe it's maybe it's backwards from that. That the warping is the fact that you think that you're the self anyway. Like maybe the warp part is where you think that you you are this one little thing. Yeah, that, that's so the self. Maybe see, that's the illusion part. It's an illusion in that it's if you think the little self looking out is somehow self-sustained if it's somehow by itself there is a unique experience of of god or the universe or the the nameless that happens in that body in this body and you're looking at a camera over there that has this face on its screen and i'm looking at a camera over here that has those faces on the screen um so there's unique and distinct experiences that are worth 
it's not like our language of I and you and we are completely useless. We have use for them. They're practically useful. It's just ultimately when we go, what are those things? What are the me and the you? We can't find any clean lines or we can't find any self-sustained. I can't um, by myself do anything. Without your environment as part of you. Of yeah. The, yeah. It's, I think even in ecology, the science, it's like they call it um, environment organism. Like like they study yeah. this organism and environment is, one, is the thing you have to study to yeah. study environments and ecology at all. It's right. the thing and its environment is one thing that you study. Yeah. And that's the same as us. Like if we went to another planet, we would need to carry with it an environment. Right. Or if we went out to outer space, we have to take an artificial environment because we're not, we can't be separate from yeah. what we, I mean, so what's the boundary that's actually yeah. me and not, is my fingernail me? Is right. my finger me? Is the skin, you know, is my, just my brain me? Like what, what's the actual me? I don't know if it holds up. So on that level, what is consciousness? It's all consciousness. All, all there is is consciousness. It just in the human mind, the kind of the picture that I was trying to draw there with the circle work, I, gets the most constricted as it pulls down with the circle is in the human mind consciousness gets so uh, dense and so um, turning and turning and turning to see itself see itself see itself that that it really feels separate and it really is this kind of level of consciousness that we haven't uh, that we don't see anywhere else that we're aware of that's like that uh, aware of as far as we know like this phone might have a level of consciousness but the universe can perceive this phone in a way more richly in this brain than it can in the phone itself that makes sense. Yep. It's like <laughs> there's perception happening there's consciousness happening everywhere everything is consciousness but in the human mind and human perception consciousness um, reaches this kind of it's like the bleeding edge of the Big Bang. It's like the, the most complex, mm-hmm. um, sophisticated way that consciousness perceives itself. And at the height of that, it recognizes itself. So when human consciousness goes, oh, wow, I'm not just human consciousness. I am consciousness. That is the height of the universe consciousness. That is universal consciousness. That is the God mind, basically. When that can happen in a person, and that's called enlightenment. That was a hell of a gummy you took. Can you give me the dispensary address? <laughs> was give it 10? Yeah, was, was that 10? Or, or give me that one. address, that dispensary. Ten. My God. The, the, gummy, the gummy was just the image. That wasn't the, the realization of all those. And that's things. what the song Beautiful Things is about, everybody. Okay? Yeah, and people always ask you that. Well, they sing Beautiful Things. That's what it is. That was fun. Yeah, that was. That was fun. Well, that's well. Okay. well sorry, we kind of ambushed you there. We were just talking, and that that was actually <laughs> that was actually great. I, I love that wonderful invitation. Like uh, the same way here. Like the the other night, uh, I took a gummy and I wrote a song, and I was just so I couldn't. This sounds, uh, I mean, goofy, but I I couldn't hardly tell the difference between me and the song in the, in a moment. Like the song was yeah. me in a yeah. way, and I was like, and I got emotional. And all of a sudden, I was attached yeah. to this new thing to me. And then I thought, maybe it's been there for a long time. But I, like, 
Matt yeah. and I, I don't know if you're the same way when you write music. <laughs> I never feel like I write a song. I feel like I find it. Like, I feel like I'm chipping away or something. I'm in like a cave. And if I can dig deep enough, I'll find gold ore or something, you know, like it just feels that way. And I, that's in a moment, I felt like this song was brand new and very old and me or something. And it was, it was like so great. And I was like, I couldn't have gotten there. With everything, the way my brain is, my responsibilities in my life, that gummy just helped me. It's like a little bit of a key to open a door. Because I wasn't like out of my mind. Like I, it, when I was young, all I ever thought I saw the. I, did you grow up watching the uh, videos? Like the first video I ever saw about marijuana was a guy took one hit off a joint and then immediately uh, drove into a tree and killed his girlfriend and, and himself. <laughs> and they were like, see, don't do marijuana. Don't do it. And I was like, God. I, at the time, I was like, I'll never do that. Now I go, wait a minute. I just became one with the song. It's a little different than, it's a little different than killing my girlfriend immediately, like getting high and immediately going, we're driving. Like, that, did, that didn't happen. Get in the car. <laughs> I just took one hit of this. We're going. We're out of here. Come Check on, Becky. Out. We're gone. And then, then That's a nice tree. <laughs> See if it can take a car. But I mean, that's really true. That it was really like that. So it's kind of nice. But anyway, so did you feel that the that that song you discovered it as in it's an experience that somebody else could have had if they could have gotten it? Kind of in a way, like I just felt like it. Whatever it was, there's something in the song that attracts me to it. So I think it probably could attract other people to it. But there was something, you know, it wasn't just about me. It felt more global or more universal the feelings that it was and and those feelings i just kind of tapped into it and i was like oh yeah i'm i'm connected to this maybe even just right now maybe it's not forever you know what i mean maybe later i i might look back at the song and go oh that was sure was stupid but in that moment it really meant something to me like a real connection like a, a, a deep friend or something like that an old friend that showed up and was like hey i'm gonna do this for you and gave me a little bit of joy from the song and i was like oh this is really nice and then i was just crying <laughs> Just, I was just in my basement crying with all that. I got like uh, some new mer- uh, some new boxes of marriage supply stuff. So it's like, I'm just sitting here listening to this song, super em- emotional. And there's like dildos and stacks and, and like cock rings and all this stuff. And I was like, and I looked over and I just, then I started laughing. I was like, this is, I mean, what am I? I don't, I didn't know. I kind of lost who I was for a minute. So anyway, <laughs> it was kind of wild, but that, but I mean, I just was, I was in my base and, and it's, I mean, I think that's what. I, the older I get, I do think something about what we're talking about is that that the longing for the, for me still there is a longing maybe for a creator just because of the the creativity of it, like that somebody would go I'm like if there's a being that would spend time creating all this that that's pretty amazing like there's something even though it's it's fucked up and it has issues and all that stuff I mean it's pretty amazing that somebody would spend their time doing it. the same way as somebody never gets any credit but they you know do woodworking in the garage or something because it's just they want to make something or do something there's some real beauty there so i do have a longing maybe for a creator um and i and i I still have some you know i actually still feel strongly about maybe god and jesus but i i don't look at it the same way we're gonna have a carl on in a few weeks from uh triple x church and i was just thinking how my thoughts have changed about porn and how my thoughts have changed about uh, God, and yet there's still some kind of uh, childlike awe I still have. So I don't know if that just comes from it being beaten in my skull when I was little, or if it's real, but it feels more real. But there's some something now that's connected more to creativity 
not even necessarily love. I think love kind of gets hijacked too a little bit in my world. And so I, I think like some creativity is like a pinnacle thing of like uh, uh, credibility and real honor and trust. Like if, if somebody's really being creative for the sake of like making something, that's almost the highest thing for me now. It means more like that somebody would do that. Same ways, it, especially if the cre- well, creativity is, is applies to you. Like my wife makes a beautiful meal and she worked hard and she, she wants it for herself. But for both of us, there's something there that's more than just, oh man, it tastes good. Can yeah. I ask you a question? Well, so it's it's being created. Yeah. Right? So is it, when you say you want there to be a creator, you want someone to be creating it, so it's being created. So maybe is it more that you want what's creating this to have a certain set of attributes that are more like you? That could be true. Like I, I would like to know the person and why, and and hopefully they would be cool and I would like and, them. Like have a yeah. beer with. And more like, and more like, but even you, meaning like, what aspect of you? The because I'm just thinking when I'm when you're writing, you know, you're talking about yeah. writing this song. If you go into that experience and you're like, what is it like creating this song? I know for me, as as I get closer and closer, I was literally the other night watching myself play guitar and just being like, how am I doing? Oh, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know how to move my finger. If I really pay attention, like how do I right. move my finger? It's like, what am I doing? It's just moving. Right. Mm-hmm. So what other than the story of an ego story of like, look at, I'm look at, I'm doing with this guitar. I don't know what I'm doing with this guitar. It's just happening. There's thoughts. Sometimes that occur with it, but when I get good and when I'm really in the flow, there are no thoughts. It's just right. happening. It's just flowing spontaneously. And so, like with the question of is there a creator? What would that do? We what, when we want that? Is it really that we want someone? We want like a projection of the ego, which is like the second guessing of oneself and going, I don't know, is this okay? Is this okay? I have shame about this. <laughs> Rather than if somebody was a creator, that's fully in flow, creating all things in every moment, how would there, why would there be thought about it? Why would there be any second guessing of oneself other than just the creating itself? Like the creator is the creation. It It is the creating. Why wouldn't it be that? Like if you lose yourself when you're creating, then the creator, whatever that could be, would be lost in the fact that the creation is there also. Like that, it, like it yeah, would have like to be embedded the in the itself. creation, or otherwise, it it would be. You know what I mean? Because when you're thinking about yourself playing, that's not the same as when you're really playing. Yeah, I, I'm get worse when I really yeah. think about it. If I'm like, is that so what's it, the next right. note coming up? Is it E flat? So like, if God is separate and looking at the thing. That's not Him really being the thing. That's and creating. even yeah, or even creating. I like I'm as an artist and creator. I like it's romantic too. I, but when I think about it, when I get close to, to imagine that God is, is this like amazing artist. And it's, but then when I look at the art that's happening as the universe, I'm like, well, whatever it is, is an amazing artist. But what's the nature of that artist? Is it somebody who's going, okay, I'm done with that. Now I've got to go to the bathroom and now I've got to, right. <laughs> or is it just, is the nature of it? The yes itself, the love itself. God is love. It is like, 
the infinite yes to every possibility that's happening and being created in every moment. And in that sense, you can kind of, for me, that at least eliminates the problem of evil because then it's not a, it's the infinite love says yes before it thinks about it. Right? So there's, there's every possibility that can exist it's a yes but that includes yes to all suffering that could possibly exist right but that's why in us in the consciousness that we have we get the chance to actually become conscious of what we god are doing and being like whoa we're really this was the other picture can i show you the other picture i drove two two Mm -hmm. pictures that night um this one second one makes me look crazier this is the second one (laughs) it's like a bunch of scribbles it goes it looks like wolf hair yeah, it goes, look what I've done to become self-aware. And it's like wolf hair up here in the top right corner. And then it becomes like gradually bigger streaks until it's empty down here. And it says on this other side of the corner, look what I've done to love. And so the basic idea, and it goes through like ideas, hope, faith, love, as it gets kind of less squig- less dense in its squiggliness. So imagine like the universe just being a yes, just yes, just ultimate love itself. And then when it's so, it's become so much yes that it becomes self-aware in a human mind. And it goes, whoa, I'm like destroying myself in order to be aware. And now we actually get to, it's like you wake up out of a dream. You're like, oh, we can actually consciously create a world that's beautiful and doesn't rape the planet. And that doesn't oppress myself in these other forms. Like uh, at our raw, at our rawest, most forgetful, dreamy state, we're just kind of in an orgasm. It's like God's just orgasming. <laughs> yes, yes. But why? And you're in the middle of an orgasm. You're not like discerning, right? But isn't the suffering? <laughs> isn't suffering and no, and and the opposite of love also continually present in the same amount? Like why you know what what's all the love like love's part of it that's one thing if if it's you know the suffering's all there too you're saying pain pain is just yeah. as important or what just yeah. as yeah exactly the same amount as the love thing is pain and suffering right yeah but when you become aware that you're doing it then you have a choice do I want to keep creating the suffering because it's apparently exhilarating to suffer we do it yeah. a lot. Yeah, there's something weird about that that is really, I mean, I think Toby is there too. It's just, you know, I think we all are aware that there's suffering. There's something about suffering that, I mean, I'm not saying it's not bad or something, but it's it's definitely part of it. There's definitely, like, I mean, I know there's the crazy thing you talk about the problem of pain and there's all the child being killed and right. torture and po- all possible hills and every possible multiverse reality, but but at least on a simple level, it has it, at least on my childlike level, there is no way you can make like even a good like songs or art if you're not if there's not pain or suffering involved. There's just no way. I, I've I'm pretty almost a hundred percent sure that to make that that the good there's good and bad has like there has to be sacrifice involved in even the thing where Toby says creating is the highest thing that involves pain and sacrifice period. It's not just, it can't just, you can't just get the happy part of it or else it would be easy and everybody would have 
unlimited amount of it or something. Yeah, but it the the kind of suffering that is there's pain is one thing, but the kind of suffering that the human mind tends to stack on top of pain, like if a dog gets kicked, it feels pain yeah, it for a second, care. yeah, and then five seconds later, it's oh, it you know, go. it's yeah, like it's awesome. Yeah. But a human, you kick a human, ten years later, they might still be like <laughs> yeah. crying about it. Yeah, they never stop uh, thinking about it. That's right. Yeah, so that that kind of mental suffering that we inhabit, um, that's the part that I think certain spiritual practices and and asking these kind of questions having these discussions about what is consciousness and what is the mind if we can get to the root of that it's not that we can solve pain it's not that we can get rid of your right to create something demands sort of the destruction of something else yeah it has to yeah um but it doesn't demand that 10 years later i'm still crying about the destruction right there should be more growth (laughs) from it i've been thinking about it too like uh I wrote this blog post for an email for the club, uh, BC Club, Knuckle Breakers. Y'all can join it. You'll get the email each Friday. But uh, I think it was the last week or the week before. Um, I was just thinking about manifesting. And uh, I had read an article years ago from Scott Adams, who created Dilbert, who a lot of people hate. He's pretty far right, I guess. And uh, he's pretty smart, but antagonistic. But anyway, it, all that shit doesn't matter. He said that he start, did manifesting um, to, because he wanted to become a famous, popular, uh, cartoonist. And he, he just was like, what, Matt, do you remember what he was? He was just like a insurance, a banker Bank. or insurance or something like that. And he just wanted to change his life. And so it was the first time I'd heard it. Cause I'd heard like, uh, what is it? The, sh- not the shack, the secret, uh, you know, they talk about manifesting and, and it's really spiritual, but it was talking about, uh, he just said that he just wrote down three different times a day. This is going to happen. And he said, because he wrote it down so much that it became real or whatever. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> so it wasn't a spiritual, but I've been wondering in a way, have we been manifesting pain because maybe we have had it good it, in the whole history of the world and the universe. It's been actually a lot better than it's ever been. Right. Of course there's still atrocity and murder and rape and child uh, pornography and sex trafficking. Uh, there's hor- horrific stuff, cancer, everything possibly bad. But I feel like we've had it good and we were missing something. So when we're, we're talking about pain here, there is some longing for it to stir you or move you or cause you to get up and go find food. Or there's pain that you need to, or else maybe you wouldn't do anything. Maybe you wouldn't be creative. And I'm, I've been wondering, like, because it feels, it feels like the last few years feel just like awful to me. And I, and it hasn't been, I can't really tell you, Oh, it's been so bad. I mean, there's been bad things that have happened to me even personally, but I can't mm-hmm. say it's like just so horrific and horrible. And it's the word, you know, yeah, you're not bleeding. Right? Like out. I'm not running right. for my life from not, <laughs> it doesn't look so bad on paper. Right. You know, it's you not know, like yeah. Hitler or, or, you know, there's this evil, you know, terrible person trying to hurt my family or, or take up my life. But there's just been this weight of, it's just awful. And I was like, did we need this or something like this or not that we, I'm sorry, not did we need this? Did we want this? Like, are we manifesting because it, then we at least have something or, or mm-hmm. like, 
when it's good, you almost feel like, yeah, you don't, you don't care as much. You know, like if you never had a uh, Lamborghini and then all of a sudden you got one, it's like the greatest thing in the world. But if you have Lamborghinis anytime you want, you don't feel anything anymore. If you have it good, you yeah. don't. <laughs> How many do you have to get for? They don't mean me? shit anymore. Three or yeah, four. Oh, I was going to say six, six, seven. Like th- fourth. I mean, how many colors are there? I need all seven. the colors in my, Lam- my Lambo. But yeah, I'm wondering as a society, maybe <laughs> even colors? maybe even like uh, America alone, are we wanting this? Like we need it to be bad because it's been good? Am I making any sense here? Do y'all know what I'm saying? Like it, collectively, oh, you are we wanting it? Of- if you observe just online behavior in Facebook groups right. or whatever, you just you you just can watch people. You know they they can't resist bringing it, causing an a, of agony upon themselves. Like they they group. just invite yeah. it and then they just participate in it. Like they just they need you know they need it. They I, I mean I swear they need. It. I yeah. mean that means me. I need you know whatever. I mean I get involved in all kind of chaotic stuff just because. I have to or something. Yeah. Like I need a certain amount of freaking <laughs> zing. You know, I need yeah. some freaking. Yeah. People, people online have chaos, said the most you know? awful things about me to a bunch of people. <laughs> right. And I signed up for it and I stuck around it. I, 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 it. I'm the one yeah. that created my page and a way for you to do those things for me. And then yeah. I, and you're still telling everybody about your boxes right. of dildos in the corner because <laughs> you still. Don't mind, right? right. Yeah, a little bit. One hundred percent. You're exactly right. I yeah. want it. Right. Yeah. What, the, what the hell's wrong yeah. with me? I think that, I think you there's something it. fucking wrong with them, <laughs> and it's me. You need a little pepper. I gotta, I mean, you gotta have, have it. Have a spicy. That's all of us. There's well, this why practice. is it different to say I like a four star spice at my Thai food? Yeah. Then I would need to get involved in some interpersonal conflict with my extended family or, or something. What's the difference? I mean, there's a reason no, but when you go to the movies or read a book, if I told you about a movie, hey, there's this movie, it's about this guy who's completely satisfied with his life. Um, and it shows him just like being really present in his life through the whole movie. Like, that sounds boring as hell. <laughs> yeah. Who dies? Yeah. Who gets? Where's the explosion? <laughs> Where's the? Explosion? What happened? Where? Why? How does his heart break? Why? Why does his heart have to break? Because we to. want it. Wow! Like if you if you had peace, like total peace, you you wouldn't. You know, you might not like. <laughs> like okay, like at the deepest level, if you were in the middle of deep space in a spacesuit or something, like between between galaxies, like. <laughs> dark deep space and there was no pain there you just were right. there and there was like <clears throat> something you could fuck with that you knew right. would cause a lot of pain <laughs> how long until you fuck yeah. with that thing like how long are you right. gonna sit yeah. there bored before you yeah yeah let's do this mess with the th- i mean whatever you're ta- like, you're, the, there's nothing else you're there, telling you know? the adam and eve creation story that's exactly it right yeah it was you perfect not you and yeah. then, then eve's like i right, come on what are we doing here come on <laughs> yeah it's just let's just go here i'm yeah. gonna eat that motherfucker yeah. and then you know but yeah. i like how alan watts tells a, a version of the this story too where he's like if you were a imagine you're god and you can dream and create anything you want any experience you want so you you do one where you're in you have a million year orgasm and then you have a feast that lasts a trillion years and you're like it doesn't matter 
Well, just do all the things you want. You have in- eternity. So you've done all that. You've done all that. How long before you're like, I want to try one where like I forget for a second that I'm God. Mm. Yeah. Oh, right. No wow. And then how, yeah. well, how about, could I try it a little longer? Could I do Whoa, that one was a wild yeah. one. I forgot there for like a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That one got me. That hundred years, <laughs> really I, got I promise you, I did. I really I'm telling you, I did not know I was God. And you would come and back. I pro- you asked me you, every single second of that hundred years. Not me. <laughs> I never, never thought it. Yeah, and you and you would highly, highly recommend yeah. that. Experience. Yes, you would. Highly, I, you got to try this one. It's hundred <laughs> years long. It'll blow your fucking mind. Yeah, come back and spend yeah. the next million years on a beach. Like, that, that's a episode of yeah, Rick and Morty so. where they have they go to the uh, arcade and one of the games is he just puts Morty on it and he's immediately a baby and he spends a whole life being this guy. He was good at football in high school, but then he got hurt. So then he ended up just working for his wife's dad at a carpet place or something like that. Then he gets cancer, but he pulls through and he goes. And then all of a sudden he finally dies, and when as soon as he dies, he's back in the arcade and it's just Morty again, who's you know a, a kid. And he lived his whole life, and it was like it was the you know yeah. it was amazing in a way. Yeah, yeah. And you listen to all the Alan Watts stuff. I just I, I listen just Alan a very Watt. little bit, but if you listen to all his whole all his stuff, a lot of it. I mean, I don't know about all of it. But he's uh, a lot of it. He, I mean, it's pretty crazy what he was like. I mean, and everything. And he was an alcoholic and everything, right? Was he yeah. a philosopher? Yeah. I don't like know. He him. couldn't. Yeah, a psychedelic kind of guy. It was a psychedelic guy. Uh, Ram Dass was more psychedelic. I mean, he tried psychedelics at, by the time he was older. And he was, but he was already like a mystical teacher for years before that. But yeah, he was an, he was, he was a brilliant, like one of the best teachers I've yeah, ever heard. Yeah, just speaker. Yeah, just like crazy. His, just hearing his voice is just like, oh my God, he's just one of the finest orators. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No doubt mm-hmm. about that. And ever. yeah, just thinking uh, very, very. Yeah, been able to. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. He can talk about stuff that will sound foolish talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael, one of the reasons we wanted you on here is because uh, we just think we are uh, we're still a little bit in transition, but I would say probably in the last you know less maybe six months or so we kind of found some footing. But like we started Bad Christian as this uh, anti the system uh, bro Christian uh you know thing and then mm-hmm. the podcast it, like because we were talking about all these things so much that i i think we kind of started to see more and more cracks and then that opened up you know because i mean we matt and i talk our asses off but you know but specifically it being a christian center podcast then to talk about it so much more and more cracks more and more cracks until things started breaking and changing and then uh, you know, uh, Joey, who used to be on the podcast, um, he had severe mental breakdown and, uh, then that led to us not being him being on the podcast anymore. We went separate ways and I w- that's something that I would never like ever have thought of. If you'd have told me in like in 2012 that I wouldn't ever talk to Joey again or <clears throat> that we wouldn't be friends. Like I just watch it's, it's shitty i watched the green bay packer game on sunday and that's something that like as stupid as it is i would share with joey deeply like our love of the packers and talking about the game and watching it 
And as, as silly as that is, that's gone. And that's like one of the things that like I'm almost the most sentimental about it. I mean, we had a huge long friendship, but I blame this podcast. Like I started it to <laughs> to honor God, and I I mm. I almost feel like we have, but in a way that I would never would have expected. And so much has changed. Yeah. I know you guys, the liturgists, have done so great, and then the, you know you you guys have been doing it, it, it longer than us, I guess. Maybe at least. What was the time frame for? What's the when did y'all start? I think the podcast was maybe fourteen. Yeah, it was yeah, about that's the when same we started, time. It was fourteen. But uh, and so similar yeah. impulses and similar. And I know y'all had. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't get, know. Uh, you know, science might used to be on the podcast. He's gone. I know y'all have gone through a few different changes and stuff like that. And you're still here. And I guess I was just thinking like, that's what, when you think about still being like doing the liturgist or still, you know, doing what, what is it that's keeping you going? That's what we, we kind of had to try and find. Like, why are we doing this? And, and it'd be, all, and it'd be authentic. We could do yeah. it to, for whatever, but you know, it to be authentic, what is it? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's, it's hard after trying something, you know, after doing something for, I guess, isn't like seven years kind of a standard, so. like, you do something and it's like, oh, yeah, time yeah. for something else. You're supposed to get divorced or something at seven years. I missed yeah. it, but you're supposed <laughs> yeah. to. Like that kind of thing. I, I did it with the podcast, but I missed it in my marriage. I should have done that too. Yeah, seven years. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you missed it. Creator, if you're up there. <laughs> you son of a... <laughs> um but i felt especially the end of this last year i felt that seven year like whatever it was kind of feels done in a way to me and i'm currently in the what is this now Mm. um kind of phase with it too i'm kind of like what does this need to become and for now i'm just uh, up until now i've had more of a vision usually of like this is what we're going to try to accomplish this season and especially the last few seasons i like had a real kind of specific idea of where i wanted to go um and this season i'm just kind of like i don't know wow. <laughs> i'm i'm so far i'm just talking to people who i find interesting and and kind of seeing what emerges from that but other than like the community I think the only reason I haven't just kind of walked away from it at this point is the people in the community that there are really some beautiful, um, really conscious, creative, wise people that hang out in the community. And I like them yeah. and I like that what's going on with them. And I like seeing them evolve. Like I, I just, this Sunday we had a zoom call with some, some of our patrons and, one of the people there was, I've just seen them evolve so much over the last several months. Uh, I just broke into tears kind of listening to them talk. I was like, wow, this doesn't even sound like the same person. Um, so I guess that's why I'm doing it right now, not because I want to really keep making a bunch of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was um, wild. I don't remember how long ago, but you were doing an episode or... I don't remember exactly where it was, but I just loved it because you were talking about how you weren't making money anymore or something like that. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. I was wondering how that from now to then, like, you know, where does that factor in? I just thought that was a pretty, like, I was like, yeah, it feels so good to hear somebody talk like yeah. that, you know, when you were saying, like, I, I don't know what's going on. It was really vulnerable in a real yeah. way. 
uh, you knew it was it was re- mm. like you can't really shit on that. No, you know, I'll, I'll, people will shit on your comments and or thoughts or whatever, but you were being so honest. <laughs> I thought, I mean, they probably still tried, but I thought I was like, wow, this this is being totally honest right here. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was part of it too. Is like I the direction that we took the that I really took us in this last season <laughs> tried to. I mean, there was other people involved, but I was the one really kind of like leading the charge for it. Um, really kind of shook off a bunch of the listeners that were not interested in that conversation. Um, and I know that like podcasts in general have shifted and changed and mm-hmm. there's so many new ones that, you know, I don't know what's, what's normal and what's specifically about me or about the direction that I took the podcast in, but we took a huge hit last year in the liturgists. Um, and so I also just can't really like afford to hire people to help anymore. So I'm just kind of right. mostly on my own. Um, I have a, an assistant and pretty much it. Um, so yeah, it's just harder to do a lot. Um, on some level though, I, I don't know. I was ready. I, I had my hands open. I was like, I'll give this thing up. So I stopped. Um, and I don't feel quite like I'm ready to do that for some reason. I don't know why. It just feels like there's more. I mean, that's where, that's where we were too. Like we, I mean, yeah. Yeah. the thing like when we split with Joe, there was a time where I was like, I just, I, I just give it away. I don't care. Just, I got to get away from it. Cause yeah. I felt just awful. And there's a real weight to it. But Matt and I, the same thing. It was probably close to two years ago now, which is wild. Uh, we're like, well, this club, as crazy as it is sometimes and wild and it's hilarious, it, these people mean something like to me. Yeah. And I think I mean something to yeah. them, which felt really good. And Matt said the same thing. And we were like, let's, we not just going to end this like this. Let's just, you know, see. And we, and now I feel like we've got our footing and kind of understand more who we are and what this podcast is that we can feel that way. But the same thing, the people is what kept us going. And it really wasn't, I mean, I appreciate their patronage and the, the, the club helps pay bills and it, it is important to me, but it really, it, it would have been easy to walk away from the amount of money that I make. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it yeah. wouldn't been anything like, you know, I, right. I appreciate that, yeah. you know, but it, it wasn't like we weren't doing it for money. We stayed for the, the yeah. people. Right. Yeah. The, the, it's, kind of mind bending because I try to trace a through line of what is the same as when it started to what it is. And I mean, like what a podcast is, isn't even the same question. And what its purpose was is not even close to the same. Um, or, or, you know, maybe the naive purpose, but like on the surface, we thought of it as a brand or, uh, it's like you, you think of it as this, business that's art that's entertainment that you are going to be successful with because it's a platform that's about a something like when we started it was like support we're going to build bad christian to accomplish this mission to do x or something like it had something in mind that seems very immature yeah and then that seems weird to even think about like we were asking people to support us on something we hadn't even done yet to do something that we didn't even know what it was like (laughs) You know, and I guess that's what missionaries yeah. do. They're just they get supported yeah. to go 
do the good thing. We say we're going to change Christianity. That huge, <laughs> we're going to do the good huge, thing. So don't you we're want to change? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give us money. We're going to go do good things. We're going to do the good thing, and you want us to do the good thing. So right. help us with the money, and we'll go do that good thing. Yeah. And then it's like, well, but then even, but you know, a unique approach, or it's like getting signed with your band. It's like you you can make it somehow. If it if people like it and you get the attention, then that validates the hey, we'll just try this thing or whatever. But, you know, so much is cha- so much changes through that time that you, you go, well, what is there still, what is it, what is the whole thing kind of thing? And it's like it's pretty easy to get lost. But on the other hand, the thing that is crazy is that it to I, – I can't get away from why do I need the attention? Like, I mean, the money, whatever, mm-hmm. some, but that's really not the factor. But – there's something I like about getting attention that really matters to me, and I don't feel bad about that, but I question the need. But it's like I need to say stuff and then see if it gets reacted to to change myself. That, that's the process yeah. by which I then you grow and change. I'm going to yeah. be changed. And then the and then but and I feel good about that. I do not feel bad about that. I don't at all. I feel like well, I want to get as many people as I can to listen to what I'm saying to see if it makes sense or not. And that, but then to do the two paths are either the thing that's freaked me out so much is this concept of audience capture. Are you familiar with the term? I've heard of it. It's like what they say. It's like if you watch it or a podcaster who finds a, a th- his thing and then it starts working and then all they do is cater to their own audience at some point because that it works commercially mm. or the downloads go up or you get the attention or you get the hearts on Instagram um, and then TikTok's the, the most insane of it. It's like somebody does all these TikToks until one they of them hits, that. and then they yeah. never Different. do another yeah. type of TikTok. Yeah. And that to me is like so frightening because how easily people yeah. will trade their self for what they can get validated about mm. or something. You know, and so I can't like, and I feel like we've been so close to that so many times. And when you try to brand yourself or relaunch, like we tried to relaunch the podcast or think, how can we change the name or the brand? But it's like, yeah, everybody, if I, if, if you try, I I can't even, I've drawn a hundred different ideas for what could be our new name and logo. And we're going to be about this now, but I can't do it. I know. Because then I'll be captured by something like I'll be. Like it was naive to even think that it should be about something to me mm. in the first place seems like a mistake, but now I'm still here. <laughs> I still want to keep doing it. Cause I, but it, all it means is un, it's like, it feels like the cord is cut in every direction. It's just out there, but you got to keep doing it. But why just to get attention? I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of confusing. Yeah. But I'm not getting captured. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't. That would be too much. And I do think that's what's so devastating for so many people. Like, I really think it's a super, super danger. Like, I want to start my side hustle. But if you're successful, it'll become your identity. You know that, right? (laughs) Do you really want that? I mean, you see having a real estate agent. It's like, well, they're gone. Right. They're some crazy persona now or something. That's it. (laughs) It's like, scares me so much. Yeah. Did you think when y'all started the podcast, yeah. Michael, that like, would you have envisioned it playing out like it has? Or I, I mean, what about, no, uh, of course uh, not. Uh, what about going back? Oh. Even when you started Gunger, you probably never thought that where you're at from oh, there God, to here no. would even this, Michael, you probably didn't even think would ever exist. Right. Or did you? Or, no, I had no con- concept that would have even allowed this Michael to exist wow. in my mind. Oh. <laughs> no. 
No. Like you would would that Michael have thought you were in trouble, or what would he have thought about you? I don't think he would. Have... Depends what, what age you're talking about. I think like twenty year old Michael would think I well. 17-year-old Michael would think I was going to hell and that I was a horrible, you know, heretical person. 25-year-old 20, me probably would have been like, he's, he's off base, but inside I would have been like, something yeah. interesting there. Though. <laughs> I kind of want to know more what's mm. going on there. Um, I think by like 30-year-old me would have liked me. Uh, would have been very happy. Um, but up until then, I would have been suspect at, yeah. at best. <laughs> Do you think that you have, you know, to go as far as you have down the public figure path, that that is, can you get out of it? Or are you locked into it from here? Well, it's a weird, I'm currently working on a new Gunger record that is, I'm playing a little bit more Zen on this one in that I'm flowing with the circumstances that I have up until like from 2013, pretty much the whole time of the liturgist until lately uh, or until this last year, I kind of kept fighting the Christian audience that I had. Like, I'm not trying to be a Christian musician. I'm not trying to be a Christian anything. Like, I don't even know if I'm a Christian. I don't think I'm a Christian. Just leave it out of it. You know? And I made a record that doesn't sing to Jesus at all. It meant it actually sings, if anybody, to like Shiva and like Kali. And <laughs> it's like, I guess there was one song that mentions Yahweh. But um, it's still the same algorithms. It's like, if you like this, we're going to love Hillsong United's uh, new worship yeah, record. Yeah. It's like, how the hell do you get out? Yeah. You can't, I can't, I called it a different name. I named it Weiwoo, which it all that it ended up doing is like missing almost all my followers. Even my friends are like, what's your project called again? Like nobody can find it. Um, it just made it right. obscure, but it's just a smaller slice of the obscure. So it is a strange, the algorithms and the internet and people's memories um, have have a, a version of you. And to break yeah. into something yeah. else is really, really hard to yeah, do. It's really kind of scary because if I wanted to, let's just say, start some other anything, it it, it if it has any public part... It's inescapable that that's Matt from Emory Bay Christian or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It is. Like, there's no way around that. I can't just start a woodworking podcast or right. something or anything that's in a public figure way. But more troubling than that, if I wanted to just, let's just say I wanted to go into the, like, you know what? I don't care if I have any followers. I am, let that yeah. go. I don't need attention anymore. I just need mm -hmm. to have a job to take care of mm -hmm. my family. Well, my resume is still going to, no matter what, like, let's just yeah. say I want to be, um, okay, maybe a community manager for a software company. Yeah. Maybe I'd be qualified for that. I've built this community that did right. this thing yeah. early on, and I understand the principles of whatever that is that's going to become yeah. a big that's business. That's why thing. I can't. So I could go into the business. That's why I can't do world, porn. But you know, I can make a shitload yeah. of money, but it's just, oh, that's Toby. <laughs> he wrote my. 
He wrote, yeah, right. I mean, he wrote you, my favorite song. True, though. You, look at him go. Yeah. But that's true that, that you wouldn't be able to like reinvent yourself. You won't be able Zero to chance. reinvent yourself. <laughs> and if I would go, it's not, I can't just like go put on a tie and apply to bank. Like even no, whatever industry I wanted to get yeah. into, it would still be like it can't be a fresh start. Yeah. Anyway. So it's still going to. They're like, going to oh, Google. They're going to Google yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's just like, and I don't, and the only skills I have are related to the those things anyway. So it's kind of like, you, you know, and maybe everybody's that way now. Like you have this public life in some way that's inescapable, but like it, 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 it feels kind of inescapable. You can't just lay it down and go to, I mean, I, maybe I could be an electrician or something. I could probably do a blue collar thing, I guess would be the out. Mm. It would have to be like literally a blue collar yeah. type thing. Yeah. So how does that affect you as you're writing this record or how you're going to promote it or whatever? What are you thinking? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm for the first time trying to cooperate sort of like a yes. And like, yes, we came from Christianity and we're a praise band. And we're heretics, sinners, yeah. <laughs> you know, like whatever, like, so can we make praise music for everybody that doesn't have anything to do with beliefs or like, rather than a, no, we're not that like playing with it. I'm actually doing some nineties praise covers at, before the record releases just to have fun with like, we came from praise music. And now this is our new record called Revival, and it's praise music as I would sing praise music. That's awesome. Um, but it, rather than trying to fight something, right. just being like, this is how people, this is how they think of me, praise man or ex-praise man or whatever it is. Um, in the same way that I speak English and I'm not trying to make a French record, I'll just make, I'll use the language that I've inherited and say what I would say as creatively as I could say it. Um, and without pushing away, right. possible. I'm trying to not push away. I'm trying to flow with rather than push away. We'll see how, how long uh, were you at in the writing process? I've got a bunch of songs done. Um, not done, not mixed, but. Uh, I could put it. I, I mean, I'm guessing a month or two more yeah. of tweaking around until I'm done. What's the business model? Like, how do you make money and how will you? Like, what, how, That's what, it was 10 years though? I mean, where, where's God, it going? I don't know. You, I mean, how far ahead do you think you, I mean, do you, like, what I mean, is your I mean, actual way you think of your profession and its stability? Yeah. Um, I th my profession I see as creative uh, and mus musician, composer, artist. It all kind of goes together. Like whether Gunger will take off again and we'll be touring and doing shows and that'll be our whole world or not, I don't know. It'd be fun. I would love to do some touring again. And um, but if that's like side thing and the liturgist is kind of a side thing. And books are a side thing, and I'm composing on the side, and if I'm just doing that for a long time, that'd be okay. My kind of um, <laughs> occasional fantasy is just like completely leaving the grid and like going yeah. and living in the forest by a river 
kind of disappear. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, that's a common one. I mean, first of all, I think that's huge in society. Like, I have a storage unit that I just moved into, and in the uh, storage unit, there's all the parking stalls. You wouldn't believe how many of these people here in just this nice Seattle neighborhood have the sprinters that they, mm. you know, think that they are survivalists that are just parked yeah. in the storage unit, you know? Yeah. So I know that that's a pervasive thought of, like, getting off the grid, but I think it's even more prevalent in the the... I may be a musicians and stuff like that. Like I, and the people that I'm friends with, they, that it's like something about society seems so toxic in a way that I think oh, there's a lot of creative really, people feel that, that this is not going somewhere good, that it might make, it would make sense to just work. Like I said, electrician, like I don't, I mean, I, I would like that blue collar, mm-hmm. anything, you know, living in the woods. There's a lot of people that find that attractive for sure. Yeah, especially if there could, I mean, I think what I miss most about it is community. So if there was some kind of, this is really my hippie self here, but like artistic commune or some sort of like where I'm still like making music with people and creating things with people, even if it's not for the big world. Not commercially, yeah. though. Not yeah. commercially, just yeah. like we're, we're involved in making stuff together because that's what we like doing. Just being by myself and making stuff myself think would be fun for a right, year yeah. uh but i probably miss humans what's the fundamental thing that um prevents you from doing something consistent like um like even if you go all the way back to our band we've just always had a sense of mischief to not stay in the lane in a way like i use amberlynn as an example like they did super well because they just understood what Amberlynn is. They didn't change their logo mm. and they just did what they did and were very successful at it. And I mean, lots of bands have different paths and everything, mm. but they just were, were able to do really good with that in a way that worked commercially and, and everything like that. But there's something that, that you seem to have uh, that we have a little bit. It's just, you don't want to be, no matter what it is that you do you have to continue to do stuff different and there's an autonomy or a freedom as a principle like you would mm. is that do you feel that you get pinned in and you have to make a left turn all the time or do something weird or yank the wheel in the past i have i've had one of the things that's come up for me in therapy and this thing i do this now all the time called the sedona method basically identifies any desire for approval control or safety that is kind of underlying our lives, which is a lot of life is, is being driven by those things, the desire for security approval or safe or um, control. And so I, I've discovered through this process, how I used to, I, I found some stories that kind of twisted some things in my brain. I think about when I feel the need for approval when I find myself wanting approval, especially in religious context, um, that there was something twisted about that, that there were times in my youth that being accepted meant I had to be unsafe. Like to, for them to accept me had to put me in some kind of unsafe situation. So I found this mechanism in myself all through all this shadow work that sometimes when I notice a desire for approval arising, I try to control that desire for approval in order to feel safe. I try to squash it or sometimes even go against it. Like I you think I feel like I need your approval. Fuck oh, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to ensure yeah, exactly. 
I'm going to ensure your right. disapproval. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. What is that? Because that's scary, right? Yeah. So because then you're locked. If they if it works, and are you stuck? All of a sudden, are you not free? Is the way that might feel. Yeah, yeah. But the weird, the upside downness of it is, I'm still reacting and basing my behavior on my desire for their approval, even if it's the opposite. I'm still being controlled by my desire yeah. for their approval. So, been doing a lot of work with that, and I so much of it has cleared from me. And at this point, like the most inspiring, why I love making music, I just finally finished that Beatles documentary, the three part yeah. Beatles documentary on Disney, and and then just went and saw a Punch Brothers concert this week. And my favorite musical experiences are watching musical people is when it really feels like kids playing, like when the playing aspect of music really is front and center. Like. I saw the Punch Brothers the other night. It felt they could have just been playing with trucks together. These boys, like, ah, wow, this is they were having so much fun and just creating and just that 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 like fun. Let's make something up. Let's play make believe and make sounds together. That raw childlike creative play aspect of it is what I love about it the most. And kids never just figure out one thing and then and just keep doing keep it. Doing it. Right. They no. never do that. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. So it's gonna keep changing. The game's gonna keep. What's going to make us laugh this time? It's not going to yeah, be the same it, thing. Yeah, it as changes as fast, and it yeah. does not. You do not do the old thing again. No, but that's no, bad I'll for being changing. a public figure with the you know your platform or whatever or your income sometimes, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, sometimes at least, yeah, yeah, that's true. But it's like it feels like <clears throat> like maybe it's a deep seated fear. Like I can't do right if I tried. Maybe yeah, that's <laughs> kind of I think how it feels to me. Like <laughs> I know I can't have a boss because there's just no way. So that sucks for me. Other people can't. Yeah. I can't. So I, you know what I mean? I mean? There's no way that there's like some job I'm supposed to do that I can continue to do. I know that. I just, but that makes me, you know what I mean? I had to do all the kind of weird stuff as a result. Yeah. And at my clearest and my most grounded and centered, I know, and this will sound a little Christian or woo or whatever, but that I'm going to be taken care of. Like, I think when we're in that playful state, if I look back, and look at how I've been provided for, how I've had my needs met. None of it could have been expected that I'd have. I don't even, there was no such thing as a podcast. I couldn't have 10 years ago been like, I'm going to make my, a lot of my living from a podcast. Right. Just no, it's right. not foreseeable. Yeah. It wasn't a business plan. It was like, really? yeah. No. So all I can do is enjoy this moment and play and make what's here to make. And hopefully coins will keep coming out of fish's mouths and bills will keep getting paid somehow. And I think that's how it works. I don't know. Again, it sounds maybe a little. Or Jesus will come back. Woo-woo or something. And then you know, and then you'll be... Or Jesus will come back and pay my bills for me. <laughs> is that what, if, as soon as you saw Jesus, is that your first thought? About to get my bills paid. <laughs> About to pay my, my bills. <laughs> Michael, we appreciate your time, man. We've had you over an hour, man. It is always great talking to you. I just thoroughly enjoy you as a person. Like, seriously, I, I think you, you're pretty authentic, but you're funny and you cut up and you don't take yourself too seriously and uh, cut up with us. So I appreciate your time and you coming on here, man. Thanks for yeah, having me. If you want to come back, anytime you're welcome and, and, and to promote the new record or anything, let us know. Oh, we cool. Thank you. Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Mike. Nice to see you guys. Really nice to talk enjoyed. to you again. Yeah, yeah you got too. it. See ya. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Would you, did you enjoy that?
Yeah, I did. I lost. I lost. I did track too. Of I was time. just having such a good time. To keep it on or off I know, the I rails. Just had such yeah. a good time. We were talking all. You know, just that's when I. I feel that's the pocket for me. Like that feels like sitting on the bus, the tour bus, and uh, we're in the green. You know, in the front lounge, and it's just everybody's just vibing, barely it, aware of trying well, to it, keep it. Yeah, on the it's rails. almost like yeah, even yeah. like if there was a few more people, like in the in, on the tour bus, it's like. Bunch of different conversations, but there's some vibe that's all connected. Even though somebody might be talking about the show, and then this person's talking about the football game, or whatever, you know, it's all kind of connected in a cool way, mm-hmm. um, which is what I like. That's what like this felt that way to me. Yeah, I wrote questions and a little map, and then just was very, very yeah. happy to not need. need we're that. really good at interviewing. We we're so good at it, we don't even yeah. do it. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely don't. I don't do, do interviewing. It. Yeah. That me the idea that going, going back Sometimes to the beginning do, of starting this, funny. I mean starting the Backridge podcast, we were like, we got to do good interviewing. <laughs> we worked and we tried, well, and we said this important. And interviewing I know, are different but, I mean, things. We, the idea that that's what we were going to be good at. I- interviewing the thing about interviewing that is so funny is you go, okay, this is a good question, yeah. and you ask it. And then the answer is like oh, God. four words, and then a long pa- and you, the panic you had like oh, I thought that was right. going to take fifteen minutes, <laughs> and then you go right, 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 right because because uh, um, you know because <laughs> you in your head you think oh right. they're gonna this I'm gonna give them this question and then you botch it anyway and it's like they just give you like a yes or no or something. And then look at you, 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 and then you're trying to predict when are they going to stop talking? Because they'll they'll stop talking at a very unpredictable yeah. time, and you go, oh, uh, <laughs> you know. I wish I could remember the worst, the worst guess for that it. in in our history. I know there's been times where I was like, oh, this is over. We're not even going to use it. It's awful. Sometimes it's yeah. a rhythm or, or thing where it's like, I'm sure they're good with other people, but we are not compatible like right. kissers. You know, some people are like, oh, she's a good kisser. Well, not with me. Right. She's like, maybe it's me. Maybe it's her. I don't know what, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's different, different, not on the same wavelength, but it happens. Yeah. And then the more it's like an interview, the more likely that is to happen kind of thing. But I don't know what's our worst. Who's the person that would like the least the worst answers? I was trying to think. I, I'm, I'm, I think there was somebody that was kind of famous that didn't want to do our podcast, but maybe their publicist got them on or something, and they weren't. But I cannot remember who it is. I'm trying to think. I mean, how many podcasts have we done? Well, six hundred and I don't know. We're near six fifty. We got to ha- okay. We didn't. We, this. But guess what? That doesn't include the bonus episodes, oh, which we did two a week. So I mean, we've done more than a. Well, thousand. for the main episodes, we didn't really do anything for four twenty, right? And mm-hmm. uh, we didn't do any. What else? We didn't do anything for one eight seven. I don't. Wait, what is one eight seven? You know what? We've. Oh yeah, you're right. One eight seven is oh, like God. murder or <laughs> oh, cop no. killer or something. Thank God we didn't celebrate that. Sixty nine. I didn't know. No, that's okay. What it was. I, as far as I know, there maybe is only two things that we didn't release, and one of them was just an interview that was like, I mean, I, it was just somebody that we thought was going to be a decent interview that just totally wasn't. It was like wasn't a public figure or, or something it just was told you remember that one it was just we talked to that lady and it was totally yeah. bad it just was like this is we're, we knew halfway through it was like well this isn't even near right. arable or whatever um no hard feelings on that and then the other one was i do think we tried to record a 420 episode high with joey and it was really did not work <laughs> i do you don't. remember that 
We tried to. What happened? Yeah, yeah. We you, said on. I think. I think that's. I maybe for what it, it might not have been four twenty, but we did say at some point we were going to record episode. You and we were I were high, high, and I think Joey was. And Joey yeah. wasn't. We were on the bus, and we tried to do it, and it got it got super. It was just terrible. We did oh, not yeah. hear like we were just they got to delete. It was this. awful. Yeah, it got super. I, I don't know if he thought it was weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't remember. I don't know what went wrong, but I just remember like, oh my gosh! So it was like the only two times where we recorded something was like this is not arable. Well, we should. Other than that, we've had a million bad interviews where we just laughed. Oh, it was yeah. bad. Well, <laughs> what are we I, gonna I do like for that. episode six six six? Oh, that'll I mean, be that's a, big a huge one. one for the well for what we have done. I mean, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. So let's. You do you want to try to redeem? We got to get Rob God, Zombie or something. Yeah, we that. need somebody evil. <laughs> what, what, let's get, uh, what was the uh, godless, the atheist we used to have on the podcast a bunch? He was cool. Godless maybe was cool. maybe yeah. he'd come we on. We should have him back. He probably likes yeah. the tra- our trajectory. Yeah. But um, yeah. we should do something wild for 666. I'll think about that. If you, it, it, yeah, because we're on, I just brought the numbers back because I realized, man, we're way, we should have a, we yeah. should be proud of the fact that we're on whatever. Oh, at some point we stopped putting the episode number, but yeah, we're on six. If anybody has a suggestion like on what we should do for episode 666, send it in. Like it could be whatever. <laughs> to say if you, for what, it could be anything. Just send it in. Uh, uh, TobyBadChristian at gmail.com. Send it to me. <laughs> And I and I might make it happen because it'd be fun to have like a blowout six six. We might already be past six 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 though. <laughs> no, no, we're six something. If you count the bonus, I'm just saying we've done yeah. over a thousand podcasts. Like we've done this over sure. a thousand times. And oh, but we're the at main six episodes are at six. So we got some time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got a little time so, to get there. Uh, six six six. We are going to have something wild for six six six. I mean, it's going to be insane. It might be on like a boat. Or a, a party ship. Okay, how many evil? How many episodes do we have to do like a week to get it right so that that is Ooh, Halloween? That's a good idea. Because we're at six yeah. thirteen, so it might be really close. Got to be like there's okay. got there's a certain we could do a few extra yeah. or less or take some weeks on or all, I don't know how to do the math, but maybe make that Halloween. Oh my god, <laughs> we got We'd have to do a little bit more than one a week to get yep. there. Maybe we should do a live Halloween bash with the pod. Live and we just do a, a oh, live cast yeah. celebrate. We have to do a few extra episodes to yeah. get to, to that by Halloween. But I All think right, we can do it. Send in your ideas of what we should do. <laughs> All right, see y'all.